This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Pashas Bullock. And the first piece here is going to be an Akeda. Now, the Akeda is going to deal with an important issue over here. The word Navi to us is synonymous with tzaddik. Somewhere tzaddik comes, chachmir, shemayim, navi, navi is all the above and so on. And this passage tells us that Bilam was a navi. He was a navi from Masolam. And um, yet he was a pretty despicable person by all counts. Certainly the way Chazal portrayed all, all, all everything mm. he did. So has become a navi. So he starts off, yesh nifla. How did they ever Chazal call him a Navi? Plus it doesn't say he's a Navi, but um, Chazal call him a Navi. Chazal say that Chazal gave Moshe Chazal and Bilam to Musolam. So, so Chazal also say that there hasn't risen clients like Moshe, but Abdul um, did. Kinnit says, it's, it's an extraordinarily perplexing mimer in its own right. And uh, and it, and it's and it's a stira. It absolutely contradicts many many other chazal. Uh, Vamevua um, next paragraph. Ki ayin ro mechesarna gevura hiba upchisas abinyan akufi vechesarno. Someone who's an ayin ro, somebody who is um, doesn't it, it, it begrudges someone else their existence is obviously something to us that is repugnant. And Bilam was like that. That that was his clear. He clearly identified with the idea that Kaiser was way too big and way too successful. Also, he says he was a Balmum. It says that he limped on a foot. It says um, that uh, he was stumaayin. He was missing an eye. This is quite the opposite of what of what we would expect in in a gibber. It says a navi has to be gibber. Um, the, the, and, and he goes through all the different chesronos that he has, and the, and he reiterates his question. So it says physically he was missing things, the various peripheral attributes of a navi he was missing. He did things; his his activities were terrible, and so on and so forth. So what's the pshat that he's like Moshe, but amongst umasano? Vulam, he says, Hasofik Arisham, Ashemitzat Sholcham, Shem Nevulam Musakum. As far as asking why the term Nevu is used, so he says, we said before, Pemashi Be'anu, Sheroim Mehem Bekochovim, Vamanonim Rechashan Kosim, Hoylem Kinevim, Bemashim Menyonim Lahagit Tasasidis. Ukmashem Akosim Oedim Lachadoshim Meashevolacha. Vishaos Nevu Nistalkem Shukram Mishkan. So 
So he says like this. Let's explain the, the point that he's saying over here. He says, there is a strata of sort of um, quasi-knowledge um, of what's going to be happening. The Pasuk says, and the Gemara explains, it says, that all the witches and the sources and all of the different people who dabble in the um, in, in, in this uh, in these fields can predict some things that will happen. In other words, the premonitions, the sense of things that will happen, the fragments of things that will happen, there's a world of that there. It is generally labeled in the Torah as Tumah because of the Sheker. In other words, it, it, from the very fact that it's, it's a grain of truth with a lot of non-truth in it, um, is, is the white Sheker. So when we want to look at people who have some who dabbling in the occult, and they come up with some things that are right, and let's assume they actually do, and let's assume they're not giving these general statements. Let, let, let's, for argument's sake, say that we can find some sort of statistical um, correlation that's significant, that they actually can tell us some definite things that do happen. But it's very muddled. It's never totally right. And it's not about a very distant future and so on. And therefore, the... Um, the, the, the uh, all of that, Klai Yisrael did away with by when the mission came around. When the mission came around, there was a first Ashkina, that whole realm of quasi-spirituality, quasi-prophecy, went away from Klai Yisrael. The Goyim now picked it up. So, when we say that they have a Navi, it, it means, he says, um, if you note carefully, Chazal never called him a Navi. That's, that's a, it's a diminutive. Just like it says, the king of behemoths is an ox, the king of animals is an aryeh, a lion, the king of uh, birds is, is a, a, um, an eagle. What it means is not that they are kind of very king-like, that they could get together with the king and have a great conversation, and it's just a bigger country and a smaller country. What it means to say it's drawing a certain simile and saying, as a king is to human beings, so to is a lion to animals. Um, all it is is a simile, so, so just like if you say um, a triangle, a triangle can be a speck and it can be the whole world. The, the, the Anavi Umas means like a Melachachayas. So we're using the word, we are using the word Navi over here, it just as a simile. He's not the same type of Navi as Israel. And, and then he brings the other place, the Arab has the Melech, and so on. Now, the next paragraph. Take a look how Chazal made it very clear the distinction. Um, 
כי הנה, אחר ששומע הבדלו המלוכים הרחומים מהם, וסתם שומע עשייה ממחזור חמיהם, just like חז"ל distinguish between מלוכים וחכומים עבור מסורם בכלל ישראל, and he knows, ויודיעו, מסכימים עליי, שמלוס ישראל הם מתונס אלוקיס ביודם, והנה ישראל של עבדוסי, וקייסל has a God-given gift for עבודת השם, ומלוס האומוס אקום הם מתונס שמאליוס ולמרס פני אליון. So, Akeda says a deeper point yet. The the gifts that Kaisal have come from Kedusha, which means the purpose of those gifts are to serve HaKadosh Baruch with. The Tzad of Smoil, the Koychus of Ra, they have in themselves the ability, they have themselves, they're given gifts that are superficially similar and the tachlis of that is, not the tachlis, but they use it to rebel against Gersh Let's take something we're familiar with. Chachma. Um, there's a brach of Chachma on Chachma Yisrael, and there's a brach of Chachma, Chachma Musaylam. Chachma given to Kla Yisrael is meant to be used for being Makya Gersh Baruch for being Ovid Hashem, and so on. Chachmas of the world Chachma Dumas Ha'olam has inevitably become an accomplishment whose purpose it is to deny HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The smarter I am, the less I think I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the picture. The better my theory is about how things come about, the less I need him. So, so you have two similar abilities. One is a, a, a weak mirror image of the other. And one is used for Vodas Hashem, one is used against Vodas Hashem. Um, let's take another example. This will get a full flavor of, of the muscle. A person, a person looks around in a jungle, and he sees a monkey. He sees an ape, um, a very human-like ape. There are two ways to go with that. One is to say. You see, um, a human being is not that different. Um, you have an ape who is almost human, so a human being is just a tad little more a little sophisticated, more developed, less hair, and then that's it, basically. You better diet than bananas, I guess, but other than that, that's the same. The, another approach to it is, take a look at how awesome the Nisham is. We have two apes in front of us. One sits on a tree and eats banana. One sits on his Miss Amik in Akarish Baruchu. So, in the contrast between the two, you sharpen much more strongly the appreciation for the Tov and for the, and for the Emes. So, Akarish Baruchu created a quasi world that is similar to the world of Kedusha. And Nevoa is probably the most powerful of all tools that he put in that quasi-world. So one, the Ra says, take a look. I'm just about there. The difference is only in degrees. So there's nothing specially fancy about it. 
I, you know, you don't, it's not, it, it, you, you don't have to be from and a tzaddik to know the future. All you have to take a crystal ball, look into it, and if you know the right tea leaves to put in or whatever it is, you can do it also. So it's, and it's got very little to do with kusha. Um, so he says over here, um, so Chazal over here sharpened, kept sharpening the difference between the same gifts for Smoil and for Yemin. Vehine um, says, Arava Mora, the Rama Mora Vuchim, some Pchinazu Basham Azel Shari. He described this very clearly. Venisha Shateda, Basham Azel Shari, Venisha Shateda im Oimro who are Sholem Asham Venevua. We need to know is the person who's saying it, who's saying this, the Isha Sholem who has Nevoa, who is his Someone comes along and tells us something incredible. And we need to um, ask ourselves is this person a giant, a Navi, or did he simply plagiarize a Navi? How do we know that? We look we look at the person Shlemus. The lack of a living Puloisov. What is he like? Well, he's stuck with Doisov. Look at his midas. And the greatest sign that somebody is spiritual is that the person distances himself from physical pleasures. That's the beginning of the Madrig Vanche Chachma. And certainly the Chush HaMishush, which he means physical arayas, basically. So says, well, I want to see, is this person the real McCoy, or, or did he just pick up somebody else's stuff? In other words, does he have enough of a, um, enough of a sense, a ruchnistic sense, to be able to plagiarize, so to speak, in a higher domain. Let's give an example, and in, a, in a much less mystical way. You have sometimes people who write great works, great poetry, great works, and you ask yourself, is this the expression of a great person, or is this the result of talents? But the person is not great. The person knows what line sings, what line evokes senses and stuff like that. Well, how do I test it? I test the person. Is this person a great person? Or is this person um, just not, you know, there's nothing to the person? I was only speaking to Rabbi Yochum Gerelik, son of Racha. Rabbi Yochum Gerelik was a big Talmud Chacham. He was a Talmud of Rabbi Hanan and the Chavit Chaim, extraordinarily sharp-witted and sharp-tongued and um, fiery speaker. He was a Shiva Wayu and spoke fierily against Wayu. And he was sort of a gadfly over there, always calling attention to all of the issues that he felt were there. Very fascinating person. But um, despite being a real Litvak, he was also a tremendous Balregish. He sang beautifully, had a lot of deep feelings, very poetic sense actually. So he told me, so it was once discussing, that I was a young boy, we had a long discussion 
about how valid is a deep emotional expression as a sign of the person's godless or not. Uh, I was kind of young, a teenager, and very strongly for it, and he was older and wiser and and uh, soul-sacked a bit, and uh, you know, he had gone through his sales. So he told me a fascinating story. He said he once heard a record. The record was what they had before tapes, which is what they had before CDs, which is what they had before MP3 players, four generations ago. Not that long ago, but four generations ago. And so he, he heard the, uh, the work Raza the Shabbos by a certain world-renowned chazan. It's a very famous piece. Rosh Hashanah is the Zohar Yisrael for Shabbos. The piece is a beautiful piece. It's gorgeous. You really feel that that chazan was very close to the Kisa covered when he did that piece. Very clear. And it's an extraordinarily uplifting piece. So he said, he made himself a mental note, this chazan lived in Montreal. He said, when I'm in Montreal, no matter what, I've got to see a person who, who's like the, the Rosh Hashanah Shabbos himself. Sure enough, at some point he went to Montreal, he asked, he, he found directions, he went to the street, and he sees something, and he asked, where does this cousin live? And they told him that, that last house over there, short man, told him, whatever, described him. He starts walking down the street, and sure enough, the door opens up, and the cousin walks out, accompanied by two poodles, pink poodles, you know, coiffured and, uh, and shaped this and that took a look, took a deep breath, made a U-turn, and didn't look back. And like he told me, I, mean, I don't know if he told me, but I, I felt, had he caught him doing a big Avera, he might still have come to grips with it, because it's a big neshama, torn soul, so on and so forth. Somebody who's interested in pink poodles, just, it's a beautiful voice, and a tremendous ability to imitate somebody who's overwhelmed with the sense of Shavuz are covered. The man has no shaykhs to give covered, doesn't have any shaykhs to anything. But uh, the Rambam says, well, profound statements and deep feelings and thoughts, are they, the, they can be the mark of a deep person, words of a great person, or they can be great words produced by somebody who's not a big person. And the Rambam says, th the test is the person himself. I, I want to... Um, I, I, I want to sharpen a certain accord of distinction. Every so often, we have, Kaisal has much as well as Torah's different sorts. Today we have two or three of them, um, you know, and they, they fine. And with all, you know, with all the cynicism about it, it's there. The, um, that's Israel, the secular world, has ha every so often attempts something similar and they'll have a convention or a convocation of men of spirit. Gr great writers, singers, uh, producers, you know, people in the humanities. The, the, some of them, it, one must admit that the writings of some of these people are extraordinarily talented, with depth to it, and so on and so forth. Almost across the board, all of these people are terribly flawed people. Not, I mean, they usually, their flaws are usually much worse than anybody, uh, th than the common man, the flaws usually seem to be as big as the people. Very rarely do you get the modest, kind, humble, um, self-disciplined, ascetic, um, clear-thinking ishruach. Those are rarities. 
and and, and so, so we'll say, well, what's the difference? But but you know, either everyone's got their little personal vices and flaws, but it shouldn't. Well, the answer is it shouldn't disturb us as to whether they can create a great work of art or not. I, um, <coughs> is it a great novel? Well, it can be a great novel even if the person himself is a mushkas. Sometimes it helps even a bit. But um, but is the person a great person? Should I listen to the person's advice and sense of things? What am I doing when I'm listening to God and Torah? I'm saying I want to act upon the senses and intuition of a great person, of a godly person. Um, if the person's activities are far, far, far from what we call godly by any standard, then the person has nothing to tell me. The person who, who, who is an absolute um, pure meanness in his own life has no ability to preach to me about what's the right thing to do with the Palestinian problem. Um, he may be right or wrong, but it's not going to rest on his statements. If he can sort of prove it in a dry way, fine. It's, you know, a mathematical formula stands irregardless of who produced it. But any time, the minute I need to rely, because so-and-so said, the so-and-so must be a man who's great. And if he's not great, he's discounted. That's what the Ramam says. I want to add another piece, another nature over here, where that the Ramam says over here that is overlooked. Um, people, people speak about, the, the people um, describe Judaism being different than uh, other religions that we don't preach ascetism, and you know, and women kaddish the the chumri and you know, so on and so forth. All sorts of speaks, all sorts of things like that. Fine, true. Um, the Rambam especially, who the Rambam is always seen as a really nice chap and sort of uh, very with it and so on, um, should fit that bill. The Rambam makes it very clear here how we describe a great person versus a, a not great person who might be saying great things. The Rambam says that the biggest test of greatness, when the person lets go of physical pleasures, that's the beginning of where a person comes to Chachma. And so on. I, I, I want to make it clear. What the Ramans and, and Betzim the Torah speaks against the sadism, we're talking about where a person derives a religious high from, from, from the torturing of himself. In other words, a sort of perverted sense of goodness from, from his inuyim. Um, that's not true. A person has to make kiddush, a person has to have sudas, a person has to have a family, etc., etc. But if the person has any meshicha towards it, if the person has any way nimshach to it, that's not greatness. And, uh, and the Rambam himself, that's what Ramam says. Any time, the first step to saying that the person is chachma, it's not out of mm -hmm. a sense of deprivation or mortification that the person is torturing himself. The person should not be interested. Just like if, if somebody's in the middle of closing on a great business deal, and I come and tell them, you know, th there's a great stake place just above, the guy will tell me, shut up. I'll probably say a few more words that are difficult to repeat. And he's going to be running after the money. Is it because he doesn't like steak? Is it, is it because 
He's denying himself steak. He's working on it. It's because he's really, really wrapped up in the in the deal now, and that's and that's that's uh, overrides overshadows everything else. Ish chachma is involved in chachma. If the kugel at the kiddush interests him, if he makes a conscious effort to go there, and 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 run after the kugel and fight for it, that's not an ish chachma. He may have chachmas. He may tap into chachmas. He's not an ish chacham. And now it continues that kedo. Vehine novi chachamenu elu kadmu bezer v'somu b'chinai some gamkes of him. Chazal also examined um, the, the, these people, the examined people, and checked them. Omnam biramem shenyan mechadim echad. One is that the Ramam said, as regards the physical and the attraction to physicality. How much did they care and love and want um, people? Two simanim. A navi is meant to be a shliach from a kadosh A navi is not someone who knows the future and therefore kadosh thinks highly of him. It's somebody that because a kadosh thinks highly of him. And Akarish Baruchu, and he's close to Akarish Baruchu, that he's privy to know the future. And there are two things with which a person, two big sweeping klolem, with which a person emulates the one who sent him. One is Kuhutar Vekadosh, Umeshaz the fact that the person is non physical, meaning he's not drawn to the physical, and, and, and the less he's drawn to it, the more the higher is. Sorry, he's saying, he's describing HaKadosh Baruch who is described as Torah V'Kadosh and as the ultimate Rachman. The person wants the good of the world, wants what's right in the world, and that's what, it, and, 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 and those are his desires. Kama she'om v'chazal ala mordim v'apoyshim, ma'isayadatev v'yam v'atimayim v'shira, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always looking to be metakin the world, that it should be good. Now he says, take a look at the difference between the two. When he says, look at this in the it's he's saying, look at the difference between the original and 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 the imit, uh, imitation. Here are the signs recognize the original imitations. It's not the same Navi, except that his his name is McDonald and his name is Goldstein. He's, he's talking about um, a, 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 it, 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 the, the word Navi is something very different. Neviim always try to get people to hire Majeg of Ruchnius. And the best of the Akum, who held himself to be a man of spirit, tried to entice them with Znus and so on and so forth. Okay, so you tell me if he could be called a real Navi. Nevi'im also want good for the world. Akash Baruch is tov, they are tov. 
וכן תמצא נביאים משחלטים בעצמם על ראש הגיס על האומוס. ונביאים הפולד, הם שקטים בדבר כמסום סעולם, אף על פי שחטו. כמו שנאמר בישראל לאכוף את ראש המשם. אברהם זה נובי ומספר על סטיין, האידאה של סטיין being destroyed is something that's very difficult for Avram because the, that's the meat of Tarkash Baruch Hu but Bilam has no problem trying to destroy a nation for nothing he was the one he wasn't told to, to curse them he decided to do it on his own so he was a very bad person um, now I, I, let me digress another moment People talk about, today we don't have Nevi'im, but we do have Mekubalim of all sorts, a major industry. And people want to know, is it real or not? Well, um, so, we, so one way of measuring reality is sort of statistically pile up of how good his predictions are, um, how many people sign on to him, um, how exotic are his performances, <laughs> how, um, how, how much does he shake and how much does he roll his eyes and so on and so forth. That's how we tend to measure these things. There's a different measure. Look at the person. Is this person a person that you feel is worthy of Kedusha? Um, is he a person who is a Kaddish? Do you see in him um, a sort of a non... The, 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 the amount that he jumps up and down while he's performing means nothing. That's, listen, that's, you got to work for a living. That's not, that's, that's not going to be Kovea and the Kedush. But does, does the person, what does his Achille, his Anhogas Achille look like? What does Anhogas Nashim look like? What, what is this person? And secondly, is he a caring person? Does he care? Is he concerned? Very simple things. If, the, if, if you don't feel convinced about it, skip the miracles, skip the Kabbalah, skip everything else. That person is not an Isha Lakim. Could there be something to what he has? Yes, maybe. Is it coming from Ketusha, coming from Tumba? I have no idea. But to, if you want to look at a person, admire a person, imitate a person, look for him as a paradigm, then you need to examine these two in Yonim. How kosher is he to Gashmias, and how, and how good of a person is he? He says, people of Das, like Hayda says, Shiftunah. You, I, I leave it up to your judgment. A person like this, who is cruel, mean, uncaring, even though he shows up to be a Navi in different things, is he a Navi essentially, or is he a Navi flavored? HaKadosh Baruch Hu tries very hard to reveal the various of false people like he brought right from Tzidkim HaSev Achav and Kulia and so on and so forth. It's very interesting. The Chazanish writes that one of the areas that he permits the speaking of Lashon Hara and again I hate to say it because instead of it being something kind of frightening that we need to really I mean, you know, people, will, people grab onto these things. Chavis says that you're allowed to tell people that so-and-so is not such a big Talmud Chacham like people think. He's not such a big tzaddik. 
Loiza and so on. He says a person is allowed to know, it's a toelis, people need to know who their leaders are. So if so-and-so seems to come across a big tzaddik, but he's not, I need to tell people. And the way that Keda says, the Torah is, is, is trying to be megala. It wanted that terim for um, Lashahara is the, the tzvuim. You're allowed to be megala people. What tzvuim? People who, who, put, who proje- present themselves or project an aura of goodness, greatness, chachma, etc., and they're not. Because that's a very, it's misleading by, by, by just by its very being. So he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu um, is, 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 uh, made a point to express that. Then he adds one more point, and we'll finish with that. Kadosh Baruch Hu is trying to show the reason why he refrained from giving the Vodamus Olam was because of some shortcomings in their own sense. To give a gift to somebody who, to give a car to somebody who is still a reckless teenager is a frightening prospect. Nevoa is a very, very powerful tool. Kadosh Baruch Hu is willing to give it. But to give it to a person who is not going to live up to, to the promise of Nevoa, to what Nevoa can actually um, give a person, what it says about a person, is bad. Because take a look at what happened to Bilam. Bilam was a person who was highly unworthy of it, had it, and used it to, it's like the teenager took the car to ram into, the, into somebody else's car because he didn't like him or whatever it was. So it's, it, it's not the Pshat, it, it's telling us, he, not that he was a great Navi, he was a very low person given great gifts of quasi-nevua and, um, and that became a, a revelation as to why a Kaddish Prophet is not endowed nevua to anyone but uh, Kali So. Rebbe? Yeah. The Akedah the, the, the started off speaking about all the the, the chesronos of Bilam as a person. He was yeah. blind and he was crippled and he was right. this and he was that. Doesn't so, mention here, right. Well, so he obviously had a lot of problems the Etzen as a, as a person, but Presumably, there are some people amongst Umos Olam who don't have all those issues. Right. So why didn't Hashem give the so I, I, to one I, of them? I assume that Bilam was the person. For Nebu, you need both. You need a perfection of person. You need a certain level of Das and Chachma to be Tofes, Akadish Baruch, and so on and so forth. I would assume Bilam was the smartest, the most. Um, he had a sense of these things that would have made him a candidate. And since the personality was so deeply flawed, it misfired. I, I think there's another facet, and that is a certain ability to be tofes ruchnius. I'm not sure what that is. I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm sure Kasprokov picked out as an example someone that there was a real havamina that it would be shy. Okay.